0: Hi, my name is Liz Romney and I'm obsessed with understanding what true happiness really means while still embracing life's ups and downs, especially during the downs. I'm a mama of three and a cancer fighter, making sure that my sweet family still enjoys life. Happiness was never meant to be only felt when things go right. Happiness is so much more than that. Through heartfelt conversations, you'll discover how to commit to intentional joy no matter what's going on in your life. So make sure you have your favorite drink because we don't shy away from any topic. Welcome to Happy By Design Happiness Amanda Chaos. How exciting that I get to say welcome to Happy By Design Happiness Amanda Chaos for the very first time. Today is December 13. It's my birthday, I'm turning 36 today and I thought, What better way to celebrate my birthday than to launch my podcast? So here we are. I really hope that the journey you're about to embark with me in this new podcast is one where you you feel seen, understood, and loved. Because my friend, even though I don't know you yet, and don't know your circumstances yet, I want you to know that I love you. I really do. I'm your host, Liz Romney. And when I was thinking about what I should talk about on this very first episode, Logic told me to start with the happy by design philosophy, but that just didn't feel right. You know, the whole point of this podcast is for you to be inspired to make room for intentional happiness, especially when you're facing big challenges in your life. I know that when we are going through very tough times, happiness isn't something we get to feel often, and I want to help you change that. Right now, at this moment, while recording this podcast, this episode, I am going through the toughest time in my life, but I have learned how to be happy without deceiving myself that everything is okay, because it's not, it's not okay. Everything changed for me on April 12th, 2023. That day, my life pulled the brakes on what I wanted for my future in my life. But before I tell you what happened on that day, you need to know a few things. On November 19th, 2022, my mom unexpectedly passed away. And I will tell you more about this in another episode, but for today's story, I need you to know that my mom passed away and she left me an inheritance. So during this time, I was working as a preschool teacher assistant and I love the kids I worked with and my coworkers, but this wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to have my own business and with my mom's inheritance, I was going to be able to make it possible. My plan was to quit my job and go for my dream. I had been planning for months my exit and how the money was going to be used. But for months, I had been getting sick every two weeks without a fail. And of course, I thought it was because of the kids in, in the preschool. They're probably just getting, giving me all their germs and I'm getting sick, right? No, you know, those kids will hug me, kiss me, and even sneeze at me. But I wanted to make sure everything was okay. So I went to the doctor on April seven. The doctor told me, and that was a Friday, and the doctor told me that all my test results were going to be uploaded to the patients' portal, and if he didn't call me by Monday noon, then it meant that everything was okay. So through the weekend, the tests were uploaded, and all looked good. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'm okay. Then Monday noon came and went, and no phone call. So it was probably just the kids getting me sick, and I needed to be more proactive of, you know, having those distances with them so they wouldn't sneeze at me almost every day. So I thought, you know, nothing to worry here. So on that Monday, Monday while I was driving, I had a thought that came to my mind, which I believe came from God. See, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we believe that God can speak to us through thoughts and feelings. So while I was driving, I had this thought, this exact thought, your life is about to change and you're going to become who you want to be and your dreams will come true. So now you can imagine how excited I got when I received that promise. Those thoughts, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Of course, I immediately thought it was about my business because at that moment that was my main focus. I was planning how I was going to exit my job, my job, how I was going to build my business, and all that stuff. You know. So I was so happy. So that was on Monday. Then on Tuesday. I got the same message, but something was added. It said, your life is about to change and you're going to become who you want to be and your dreams will come true. And here's the part that was added, but there will be a lot of pain, but you will be okay, just remember your faith. Well, that of course took me by surprise. But then I thought, well, building a business is no easy task. Of course, there will be pain and rejection and a lot of hard work. You know, it was all good. It was all good because I really wanted this business business so much. And, you know, honestly, I was willing to pay the price. So no worries here. I'll be okay. I'm all in. That's what I thought. So when I thought I had that thought, that promise from God, I was like, let's go. I'm okay. Uh, I'll keep faith. I'll keep pushing when the hard times come, when it comes to building a business, I'll be okay. So now on Wednesday. This is April 12th, the day everything changed. So while I was about to leave for work, I got a phone call. I answered it, not knowing who it was. So I answered it, and it was my doctor, and he said, Liz, I got your test results on the weekend. And I saw something that worried me, so I sent it to the pathologist. And he agreed with me that we believe that you have leukemia. When he said that, it it was like he told me I had a cold. I had no reaction. It was so weird. All I said was, "Okay, that will explain why I'm always getting sick." I I don't know. I just didn't feel it at that moment. It was so bizarre. And looking back at that moment, obviously I was in shock. You know, just it was such a weird response. So the doctor told me how my white blood cells are very high and my platelets are very high too and that he's referring me to an oncologist and that they will be calling me to set up an appointment and all I said was thank you and I hang up and then I took a moment and I took a breath and it, that results or that thing that he told me, it just sank. That information I was just given, it was just like a train hit me. I started panicking and crying. My husband, Greg, my husband's name is Greg. My husband was at the gym and my kids were at school and I wa- and I had to go to work. But I just couldn't move. I just felt frozen. I did not know what to do leukemia, cancer, leukemia, cancer. Those words were on repeat in my head. So I call my boss and I'm crying. I'm like, 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 I'm like out of control. I'm crying and I let her know what was going on. And of course she was like, whoa, you know what? Stay home. You cannot come here and be and work and be around the kids this way. So just stay home and figure it out. So I start calling and calling and calling and calling and calling my husband. And that man wouldn't answer me. My goodness, I was so mad at him. Why wasn't he answering my calls? And so I called my mother-in-law and I told her everything. Of course, again, I'm crying, like crazy crying. And of course, she was in shock too. She told me maybe this was a mistake since, since the doctor wasn't 100% sure. And that's why I was being sent to the oncologist. You know, he did say the word suspect. So I was like, you know, maybe. So, you know, that calmed me down a bit. Yeah, maybe there was a mistake. And the high white blood cells just meant a very bad infection somewhere in my body. I don't know. And so at this point, my husband is still not answering my phone call. What could he be possibly doing that he couldn't answer me? And I'm just crying I'm upset I'm freaking out I'm mad and this man I needed him so badly and then finally he gets home like an hour after after the phone call and calling my mother-in-law this man finally gets home he sees me in the living room and asks me why I'm still home and out of work of course like a good mature person the first thing I told him was why weren't you answering your phone what the heck where were you where, where the heck were you and he said I left my phone here, but why are you home? Why are you not working? And I said, and remember, remember, before you judge me, remember, I'm pissed because he wouldn't answer his phone. I'm very mad. And like, who goes out without their cell phone? Like, come on, you need to check your cell phone everywhere. So I said, apparently, I have leukemia. I have cancer. The doctor just called and said that, and I'm being referred to an oncologist. And, you know, I realized the way I said it, That was really cruel of me because, you know, I was just so mad. I needed him so badly. He wasn't there. And so I said it like that, like to punish him. And I feel so, so bad that I did it like that. And my my husband, of course, again, was in shock and told me to tell him exactly word by word what the, the doctor said. So I told him. And then Greg, my husband, said, nah, this is a mistake. You'll see. Oh, that man, that man does not believe that things can happen. I just don't know. He just is like that. It drives me crazy. Absolutely drives me crazy. So the entire day I was home waiting for the oncologist to call and they finally did. And we set up the appointment and I got the appointment for Friday, meaning two days after. So the first doctor calls me on Tuesday, the 12th, and I have my appointment with the oncologist on Friday, the 14th. So Friday finally comes and I'm sitting in, in that little tiny room in the doctor's office. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure he's going to say, I think there's a chance it's just a big infection and everything will be okay. And I'm sure this is just a whole big mistake and it's nothing. But the moment he stepped in and I looked at him and I saw his face, I just knew it. He said, hi. And immediately asked me, do you know why you are here? And I laughed. Like I went like, <laughs> like that. I laughed because, you know, I guess I was nervous. I don't know. And I said, I have leukemia. Like I said, it like I'm asking him a question. And he said, you have leukemia. This is why you're here. And I said, I have leukemia. No, it was so interesting that he wanted to make sure that I knew exactly why I was there. He made sure that I repeated those words to him. I have leukemia. And then he said, now we need to know which type. We're going to do some blood tests today, but we will also do a a bone marrow. A bone marrow? Marrow? Bone marrow? Marrow? Yeah, I think that's so, how he said it. bone marrow biopsy. And he assured me I was in good hands and that we were going to fight this. It took one week to get the biopsy. Can you imagine for a whole one week to tell you, you have cancer. Now we need to find out which type of leukemia, which type of cancer you have. So we know what to treat it, how to treat it. So we're going to wait a week. We're going to wait a week. So of course I was going crazy that week and like a normal logical person, I did the most healthy thing. I consulted Dr. Google and went down the rabbit hole. I researched all the types of leukemia, their treatments, and of course, the worst case scenarios for each of them. Of course I did. So, you know, I got to the point that there were no more websites for me to research because they were saying the same thing over and over again. I created so many scenarios in my head, And then finally, that biopsy came. And oh, my friend, oh, my gosh, that was absolutely horrible. I won't give you details here because in case a family member or you are going to go through something like that, I don't want to scare you. But for me, it was one of the worst medical experiences of my life. The same same day, my doctor called and said this, you have CML, chronic myeloid leukemia. From all the leukemias, that is the best one you can have if caught on time, and mine was caught on time. So on my next appointment, I was told my treatment. I was going to start a TKI, which is a type of targeted treatment. It's a type of cancer treatment. My specific one is called Sprysol, and I take 100 milligrams. Some people call this a chemo pill. This is a pill, in case I didn't mention it. This is a chemo pill, but whatever you call it, this pill is brutal. Absolutely brutal. The first two months on it was the sickest I have ever been. I have never felt so bad, so sick. There were days, my friend, that I honestly thought I was going to die. I would tell myself, this is it. I'm not waking up tomorrow. There's no way my body can handle more of this. But by a miracle, I didn't die. And then by month three and fourth, I was doing a lot better. My body was adjusting, and then my dosage was lowered. And even though there were still days that I felt sick, I'm doing better right now. And I have gone through um, ups and downs. There has been seasons where I have been sick again and then well again. So it's it's, it's been a roller coaster. Well, by now, it's kind of obvious that message, that special message, message from God wasn't about the business. Right. I assume it was about the leukemia. I think. Pretty sure. Look, at that point, I felt heartbroken. when, When I realized that this message wasn't about the business, it was about this horrible thing that was happening to me, I was heartbroken. Because knowing that I was going to use my mom's money to build my dream of a business was going to be a way to honor her, and I was so excited. Everything was planned, and just like that, I felt God say, No. And it was really hard to understand that because when you have a dream that you really want, a dream that excites you, it makes you fantasize about the future. It makes it feel like it belongs to you, like it's meant for you. Whatever your dream is, either a business like me or running a marathon or imagining a future for your kids or with your kids or your family, And then something in life happens and it's taken away from you. It's like a piece of you disappears. You know, I thought, this is my turn. This is my opportunity. And now it's gone. Because of course, my mom's money is now being used for my care. But on those days when the diagnosis was given, and I felt that my future and my present was collapsing, I, I made a promise to God. And I said, I will not complain. I will not complain about whatever is about to come my way. But you have to be here. I need to feel you and your strength because I'm heartbroken right now. And, you know, and I did that promise because I felt that if I didn't, I was not going to have a future. At least a future that was worth living. And I wanted that hope to have a future worth living. And that promise has been very hard to keep, but I have kept it. And I have so much more to say about this. And I will in another episode very soon. Now, this is the part that is going to surprise you. Well, I have seen my body go through so much pain seen my skin react like it has a chemical burn and I have seen my hair fall I lost like 35% of my hair before we able to stop it and I have seen my kids being affected by this and my family life changed because of it and I have been in pain and it hasn't been easy but I can say with all honesty I have never been this happy I have felt a happiness that I have have never felt before. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. When life pulls the brakes in the future you dream of, your heart will shatter for sure. But if you allow it with time, you will feel a happiness that you have never felt before. Because this happiness, this happiness, comes from acceptance. Acceptance that you don't need life to go your way or life to look a certain way for you to love it. I love my life and I wouldn't change it. This is a happiness that is so freeing and it comes from God. During those first months, I noticed something very special. I noticed that I was being blessed with very specific blessings. I call them supporting blessings. Blessings are meant to help you endure and carry whatever challenge you're facing in that moment. And if you're going through some challenges in your life right now, I want you to think about those specific supporting blessings in your life. These are blessings that they were not there before and now they are. They have come as you have been going through whatever it is you're going through, in this tough season of life, you know, take a moment and think what is here now that wasn't there before. And I noticed those things and made such a big difference in my life and how I saw my life. So let me give you some examples of the sorority blessings that I have received. So like I said before, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In every area, has what we call a ward. A ward is a local congregation of the church. So at that time when I was diagnosed, I had been part of a ward for a year and a half because we were living before in Arizona and we moved here to Austin, Texas. So we had been here in Austin for a year and a half by the time I was diagnosed. And I was part of this ward, but I really didn't know a lot of people. I knew them, but I wasn't friends with them. The thing is that I wanted friends so badly, but I didn't have them. But when I was diagnosed, so many of these wonderful women, and even though they really didn't know me, they took care of me and my family. Remember how I said that the first two months were horrible, absolutely horrible, that I even thought many nights I thought, I'm going to die. I'm dying tonight. So for those two months where it was the hardest time, this woman brought us dinner almost every night and even though I appreciate those dinners and not having to worry about feeding my family that wasn't the supporting blessing the blessing that I felt that supporting blessing was their concern and their love see my family lives in Honduras I'm from Honduras and all of them every my my dad and my brother sister-in-law nephews all that they live over there. My aunts, uncles, and cousins and all that live in Honduras. My husband's family lives in Arizona. And like I said, we live in Texas now. So there was no family to help us. And these women gave us their care. They texted me, called me, fed me, and cried with me. So many of them I can now call dear friends. It's their friendship that has been the supporting blessing for me. It has been through these women that God kept his promise to be there for me. And I'm so grateful for that. Another supportive blessing has been to really know how much my family loves me. Both my family and my husband's family. My family has truly been there. Even though they are far, they call me and text me almost every day to see how am I doing. And I want you to understand why this is so big for me. For most of my life, I've wondered if I'm truly loved. For some reasons, I have never felt like I deserve to be loved. And we'll talk about that in another episode too. And then this happened and I was shown that I am loved. Man, if you have a friend or family member going through a tough time, whatever that is, I want you to to make a promise right now that you're going to send them a message and you're going to say, I'm sorry you're having a hard time, but I want you to know that I'm thinking of you and that I love you. I promise you that those words can lift anyone from the deepest despair. To know that you are loved is a merciful blessing. So please give it to those people. Another supportive blessing is that my heart is shifting to what truly matters the most in life. When the message from the Lord said I was going to become who I want to be and my dreams were going to come true, He wasn't talking about things of this mortal life. I was so consumed on wanting this business that I think I was losing track of what mattered the most. What matters the most to me is that my family becomes holier every day, that we grow together in faith and in love for our Heavenly Father. I have had the most sacred experiences with him during this journey. My heart is changing and I can feel it. I still want a business, of course. That's why I'm doing this podcast. It's part of the business I'm building, but I have a whole new vision of what it should be about. There's so many more supporting blessings I could talk to you about, but this isn't about making a list. This is about sharing with you that even when life pulls the brakes in what you want for your present and your future, by giving you the hardest challenges, is that if you decide that no matter what happens, you will still have a great life and be happy, you will, but you have to decide. Your eyes will not open and your ears will not open until you decide to open them. You have to decide that you want to see the other side of whatever you're facing. When a challenging situation comes your way, of course, the first thing you're going to notice and probably for a while is how much it sucks and how hard it's making your life. And that you don't want it and that's okay. I didn't want it for, for a big while. And and honestly, I, I don't want it. It's not about wanting it or not. And and that you're probably, you know, you're going to beg and pray to please make it stop. But it won't stop. Most of the time it won't stop. Just like mine's not stopping. But you can decide to look around and see those supporting blessings. Because, my friend, they are there, and they will be there. As long as you have this challenge, either this challenge is for a little bit or for a long time, supporting blessings will be there. Heavenly Father will have mercy on you and will send the supporting blessings. You will see those supporting blessings coming from other people, from situations, but most importantly, from within yourself. And if you don't decide that you want you want to see them and recognize them, you will miss them and you will miss the magic. And my dear friend, you need the magic to keep going. You really do. So I'm going to end here for this very first episode. I want to welcome you again to Happy by Design, the place where we're going to learn how to make room for happiness, especially during hard times. Because really Why leave happiness to chance when you can design it yourself? See you next time.